I'm going to go live on Facebook. Uh, and I'm also now live on, um, uh, am I live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com? I'm live. I'm live all over. I'm live. I'm live. I'm nationwide. Ladies and gentlemen, moms and dads, boys and girls, children of all persuasions. I'm always just always in search of the, um, the eternal good shot. And I never quite get it, but uh, I am trying. Good afternoon, everybody. It is 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on a Tuesday in June. I believe it's uh, June 2nd. June 2nd, 2020. This is Living on a Thin Line. Uh, my name is Tony Visick. This is uh, this is your daily diversion from all the anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla that seems to compound on a regular basis, on a regular basis, uh, on our uh, on our planet and in our country today. Uh, but I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're safe and sound. I hope you're counting your blessings. Um, if, if they're few or many, they're still blessings. And I hope that's all going well for you. I'm a little dingy today. I've been up since 5 a.m. I can't tell you why. I can't tell you why. But you know that. I don't know if it's like an old man disease. I got to get up early. Or if it's um, just in the summertime, the way the light strikes me. But uh, it's the only time. It's the only time I ever wake up early. The only time I ever wake up early is in the summertime. And I got up at five, did a few things, and now I am here with you. Um, I'm not going to, if you know anything about this show, it's built around three things. And the three things it's built around are, I kind of got to go this way for the YouTube people because right now the camera's in the way a little bit. The three things, that, there we go. The three things that it's built around are uh, interacting with you with your comments and questions right here on Facebook Live or on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel or on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Uh, interacting with you with your comments or questions. Uh, I show you some little silly things sitting here around the office, some odd memorabilia or something I had autographed or something that meant something to me at one time that has now been gathering dust and I'm revisiting it so that um, I can keep my mind uh, enlightened and electrified and occupied in a world that's gotten a little smaller. And right now the big window, the big window that most of us have is not a good window, is it? The big window being television, uh, is not bringing us anything good. There's no good news coming from the big window right now. And I kind of got a feeling that that's not necessarily true. Uh, there's a, a, a lot of great sorrow going on right now. A lot of great sorrow going on right now. But I know this. I know that the vast majority of people are working towards a positive intent. The, the vast majority of us are working towards a positive intent. If that's as simple as going, okay, I'm going to go along with the quarantine and keep myself socially distanced so that maybe I don't spread the disease. It's a positive intent. When I go out, I'm going to wear a mask. That's a positive intent. Uh, when I do go out, if I don't wear a mask, I'm at least going to try to keep my distance from folks. That's a positive intent. Okay? Smiling at your neighbors. Deciding not to get angry. Deciding not to, uh, 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 decided not to uh, lash out. Decided not to engage in these endless, I don't know, man. It's almost like, um, it's almost like uh, we're, we're letting the, um, uh, we're letting the children, the bad children run things. And I give you an example of what I mean, and then I'll go into fun stuff. But um, I saw an article on some uh, uh, news site where uh, some girl who was famous, some young girl who was famous, so I think for being young, um, that she made a comment about the situation going on today. And it was a pretty pretty much kind of a frothy, you know, comment, uh, opposing racism, you know, which is good. But I mean, the way she wrote it was very frothy and, and 20 something, uh, uh, a privileged girl, you know, well off, you know, 
I don't know what you're supposed to do if you're well off. Are you supposed to throw everything away and go wallow around in a, in a pig ditch? Um, but uh, it said that it said uh, Twitter snapped back when so-and-so made comments. And what they it's the most lazy journalism in the world. It's when they take a comment that some well-known person made on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, Facebook, and then they say, it's Twitter snapped back. And then they use three examples from Twitter to show you. Someone said this, someone said that. You know what? Big hairy fucking deal. You know? Big deal. Why is that the news? Is that the news just to keep me? Oh, I agree. I disagree. Um, I get up in the morning. Anybody who knows me knows that I've, I've always been really engaged uh, uh, at a 30,000 foot level, almost as a hobby with politics, pop culture, everything. Okay. And I used to say that uh, uh, MSNBC was the new MTV, that uh, it was just on all day. Well, it's not on all day now. And that because I dislike the coverage that MSNBC does or some other cable news network does. It just, I don't need that negativity washing into my house nonstop. I read the news in the morning. I watch a little bit of it at night. And then I move on with my day. What can I do today to be positive and productive and more positive than productive? Okay. Am I practicing mindfulness? Am I practicing kindness? Am I practicing decency? All right. Am I looking out for my fellow man and woman? Am I being nice to my wife? Maybe I'm trying to be, I don't know. (laughs) Am I checking in with the people I care about? Okay. Are you part of the problem? Are you part of the solution? And sometimes part of being a solution is getting the hell out of the way. I was talking to someone today. I go, I, I... you know, we, here's the problem for so many of us. There's, always, there's that movie where there's a plane full of people and all of a sudden the pilot dies and there's no one to fly the plane. And then one man says, I've never flown before, but I, I'll try. And they get up in the cockpit and then the people down on the ground, you know, in the, uh, in, in the uh, tower are talking to him, you know, or, or then later on is one woman and they're guiding it down. I think I can do this. And you know what? We all think that we're that person in our heads. So we think that we could fly a plane if we had to. And we can't. You can't. Okay? No more than I can run a, a, a science lab. I'm going to find out what I'm good at. I'm going to be the best at it and try to have a positive intent while I'm doing it. And maybe, 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 if we just all do that, things will calm down a little bit. Um, anyway, uh, uh, I, I put up a post. Here's the thing. I put up a post the other day saying, if you're looting a pharmacy, you're not a protester, you're a junkie. All right. And then I had some people go, well, maybe it's because of healthcare. And I had a, a young guy who I, a guy like he's a comic and he's a funny guy. Okay. Here in my region. And uh, he put up a screed, a political screed on a, on a silly little quip. I don't even, it's that good of a joke. And I said, good, then write a joke from your point of view about it you're a comic you're not a pundit i speak in joke you know i speak in joke that's that's when i that's my most effective way of communicating um fred scott says i could fly a plane all the way to the crash site yeah that's for most of us that's what most of us would do most of us think we'd be the hero in the movie and most of us I got sober 35 years ago, and one of the thoughts I had was, man, I am now an extra in my own movie. 
Not only that, I am not the hero. I am not the villain. You know who I was before I got sober? You know how in the beginning of any like cop drug dealer kind of gang movie, uh, the cops, somebody kicks in the door and there's guns being fired off and one guy almost makes it out the window. He gets shot. One guy gets away. That becomes the main bad guy, our main good guy. And one guy almost makes it up and gets shot as he's going out the window. He hangs around. At first, they come and a whole bunch of people drop. And one guy kind of makes it out. I'm that guy. I make it as far as the window. I'm dead in the first five minutes of the movie. All right? <laughs> and I think that's most of us. Okay? So find out what you're good at and do it. And do it in a positive way so to help your friends, your family, and your community. Okay, enough of that crap. Let's, hey, let me tell you about some things we got going on. This uh, Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, at, uh, one day at a time. Stay positive, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Perry. Very, I have some very funny people on here right now. Jim Perry, Frederick Scott, David Van Winkle, all very funny people that I know here in town. Kevin Brown, trying to see if I'm missing anyone. Uh, funny, funny people. Good guy, good people, funny guys. My brother Jerry, okay, who's uh, as a cartoonist is, is hilarious. I mean, he's hilarious. He's a funny man, but uh, professionally, instead of being a stand-up, or someone who works the mouth like I do all the time, he uh, draws and paints, and he is a. Uh, and oftentimes, uh, some of his paintings and drawings, when he decides to, are incredibly funny. A very talented guy. Some funny people here. Funny people, your gift is being funny. Let's be funny, okay? Um, this Thursday at 6 p.m. If you want to be a funny person, but you're still not quite sure how to do it properly, um, we uh, you still have time to sign up for our beginning workshop. Just go to comedyschools.com. Uh, my email is there and my phone number. You can call me and talk to me about it, or you can uh, email me and uh, ask me questions. Or you can just sign up, and then you'll get your Zoom code, and at 6 p.m. Thursday night, Mountain Standard Time, you'll be joining a very dynamic and fun comedy workshop. And, 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 this Sunday, 7 p.m., Tony Visick presents, Tony Visick presents, Sunday Night's Funnier with this week's featured headline performer, Paul Green, will be zooming in from Los Angeles along with Travis Miner and DJ Payne and Abhinav Goyle. It's going to be a fun show. Tickets are only 10 bucks. You can buy those at ComedySchools.com by clicking Get Tickets. When you buy that $10 ticket, everybody in your household can uh, watch the show. Uh, one table there, you're quarantined with 15 people. They can all watch it. Uh, but with that 10 bucks, you're helping out local food pantries and you're helping us pay the comics, and you're doing a pretty cool thing, and you're being entertained, okay? And we're not setting anything on fire. We're, you know what? We're, just, we're, we're setting a roof on fire. <laughs> we're barn dancing. All right. So uh, the other two things we build this show around is, uh, like I said, some knickknack and memorabilia. I don't know. This is kind of cool. I found this. What is that? It's a newspaper article. What is that? You see it? You see it? You know what that is? I'm going to show it to you closer. Can you see it? That's a picture of me from my butt. Okay, and this is from the Arizona Republic, Friday, September 20th, 2002. Friday, September 20th, 2002. Goofy One Gets the Gold. Would-be comics explore the world of Bada Bum by a young lady named Emily Bittner. And the uh, caption under the uh, uh, picture says, Funny Man Teacher Tony Viz explains the finer points of comedy to students. In a comedy class at the Improv in Tempe, Vizic once owned a comedy club in Oklahoma City and has penned jokes for Jay Leno. And all of that is true. Okay? Now, I want you to look at it. It's 2002. 
I started my business, ComedySchools.com, in the summer of 2001, which meant that we were brand new when 9-11 happened, and we pushed through 9-11. I was stuck in Phoenix, and I wasn't able to fly out. You couldn't get a flight out. You couldn't get a rental car out. You couldn't get a train out, nothing. All right, I lived in Los Angeles at the time. It's not like I got to get the hell out of Phoenix. I wasn't living here at the time. We weathered that storm. These storms seem bigger right now, but we're a bigger country. And despite, despite what you might feel sometime, if you think about it, we're a better country. We've made some mistakes. We're always going to make mistakes. Being free means making mistakes. But we're a better country. We rectify our mistakes. It might take us a month. It might take us a year. It might take us 10 years. It might make it take us 100 years. We rectify our mistakes. As long as we are being part of the solution instead of the problem, we're going to get through this a lot faster, a lot, lot faster. Anyway, this was an article in the, uh, that they wrote about me in the Arizona Republic. And the sad thing about it was um, I gave the, um, the uh, writer came to all, at the time, six of my uh, beginning stand-up comedy workshops. Glenn Vroman's in this picture. Glenn joins in here on Facebook Live every once in a while. Very funny guy. He now lives in Colorado. Uh, we became best of friends through this. So many wonderful friends I've made uh, during this part of my journey. Um, this person wrote an article kind of damning me with faint praise. She was, I gave her carte blanche for six weeks, hang out, talk to anybody, you don't have to run it by me, okay? And the article she wrote was kind of sneering, kind of like, eh. You know, it was, it was kind of damning with faint praise. As a matter of fact, a guy who was like a business mentor of mine one time said, I don't know if this article really helps you. It did because most people didn't read the damn article. They went, comedy class, okay. So it did help me. But I don't know what her purpose was in doing that. She felt like she had to do that because she was, at the time, she was part of the young, oh-so-hip, you know, arch-hip, cynical generation. You know, I wonder what she is 20 years from now. It's been almost 20 years since she wrote that article. Okay, 18 years. Okay. You see, time will do something to you. You know, and sometimes some of the, some of the humbling that time does makes you a better person. Okay, is, you know what? I didn't care about the article. It was fine. It's the Arizona Republic. No one's going to read it. But it was kind of a sneering article. Mm. She made fun of the people. She goes, there's even a guy here with a mullet. You know, why you got to point out that guy? That guy thought that was a good hairstyle. Wasn't wearing that to be horseshit to anyone. It's what he thinks is a good hairstyle. But she had to make fun of the guy for his hair. You know, and I, I read the article and it made me a little sad for her. Okay, and I hope she was able to grow out of that. God knows I've grown out of some of my uh, uh, less redeemable qualities and have many to go. Anyway, I just thought I'd show you that. I've been in the paper in this town. I've been in the paper in this town now for over 20 years. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Google me sometimes. There's all kinds of crazy shit about me uh, in uh, uh, Phoenix News. All right. The other thing that we do on, uh, on Living on a Thin Line at 2 p.m. every day is I recommend two artists or two pieces of music based on my vast, vast vinyl album collection. And I, I don't know, Shirley, I think you agree with me that pretty soon this, it's like this album collection is going to eat us. We're just, we're just full of albums. It's better than being full of something else. I haven't even gotten to CDs. And I'm not even halfway through the collection. So I got two pieces of music to recommend to you today. And these are really offbeat. This first one is really offbeat. No one will know this band except my brother Jerry. No one except my brother Jerry will know this band. 
Okay, and here it is. Aorta. The name of the band was Aorta. And what's on the cover, of course, is an x-ray of a chest. And you can see the heart. It's kind of hard to make out, but the heart is in red. Uh, someone gave me this album because it's a Columbia Records radio station service. It's not for resale. This was put out. You know who might, else not, might know this band? If he just joined in, is Arthur Belkine. Arthur, did you, back in your day, uh, when you were involved with the Chicago music scene, know the band Aorta? Because they came out of Chicago. Matter of fact, one of their songs, um, here it is, Sprinkle Road to Cork Street is about streets in Chicago. So, um, side one was Main Vein, Heart Attack, What's My Mind's Eye, Magic Bed, Main Vein 2, Sleep Tight, Cataleptic, Main Vein 3, Sprinkle Road to Cork Street, Ode to Missy, Mitzflickick, something, A Thousand Thoughts, Thoughts and Feelings, Main Vein 4, and their hit was Strange. And it was a kind of a fun, good, strange, you've been acting like before. So it was a pretty good little FM hit. They came out of the Chicago scene. This was, and Strange got a lot of play on St. Louis radio stations, on FM stations. And then they disappeared. But I always liked the song, and I always liked the band. And of course, when this came out in 1969, I thought this was a cool album cover. Oh, like it's a chest, but you can see the heart. You see the guys, they all look very hip, slick, and cool. Look at that. And I don't know what happened to them now. I hope that their lives went well. Okay, I don't know that any of them um, went on to anything else of any uh, importance. Uh, Jerry, I always forget, who was it? It was in the band Dust, which was another regular St. Louis band that didn't seem to be famous anywhere except St. Louis, where uh, the drummer went on to join the Ramones. Is that correct, Jerry? So, Arthur, do you know anything about these guys? you want to type up and tell us? Because you were involved in the Chicago music scene kind uh, helped write uh, the song uh, LSD, which was uh, recently uh, uh, featured in, in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, okay, uh, which was a great tune. Uh, Arthur was around uh, quite a bit in the Chicago music scene those days. and told some great stories about it, as well as the Greenwich Village when Dylan was uh, first starting out. I don't know if you know anything about these guys, Arthur. You can tell us. If not, that's fine. Yeah, Mark Bell, who was in... Um, a band called Dust that was very popular regionally in the Midwest and then went nowhere, uh, joined the Ramones, and now is part of music history. Music history. So Aorta, I don't even know if you can YouTube them. They were so uh, uh, obscure. But if you, can, uh, if you can YouTube Aorta and the song Strange, tell me what you think about it tomorrow. Say, hey, I, I did. I YouTubed it, and here's what I think of this song. Late 60s, kind of uh, pseudo-psychedelic hippie music. And when I was 13, I thought it was just the coolest shit in the world. Uh, Arthur Belkind says they were from Rockford, Rockford, Illinois, which is famous for the Clock Tower Museum. It's a museum that has a bunch of clocks in it. And uh, a long time ago, Arthur, in the 80s, they also did a three-run comedy uh, run at a uh, hotel that was connected to the Rockford Clock Museum, and I played it many a time. Um... Richie Wise became big too. Richie Wise from Dust. Uh, he, he came out with this song, uh, Louie, 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 Louie. Didn't he, Jerry? Louie, 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 Louie. Wasn't that him? Uh, big time producer. Big time producer. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Uh, okay, all right. Um, anyway, uh, Charles Kaminsky is watching. 
So we're kind of talking about Dustin, talking about Aorta. We're talking about both these bands. Um, also this. Let's talk about this band now. Uh, Fred Scott says Aorta has a wiki entry. Okay. Um, and uh, we'll check that out later. I don't know. Can we download the whole thing now and look, look at it? Can we do that? Uh, Kenny Aronson went on to play with everyone. It's not downloading here now, Fred. I'm going to look it up and we'll talk about it more tomorrow. They have a wiki entry. Uh, Arthur knew who they was. Uh, we're going to research them a little bit more. And uh, who knows? Who knows? We might be the reason they get back together. Okay. They go, hey, guys, they're talking about us on a Facebook live show. Let's get together. Let's get the band back together. This next one's one everybody knows. Okay. But the album art is even more interesting. This is America. Or if you're a certain age, everybody knows. This is America. All right. Uh, and this is uh, History, America's Greatest Hits. Produced by George Martin, who produced a lot of Beatles stuff. All right, and it has uh, all their big hits on it. Horse With No Name, I Need You, Sandman, Ventura Highway, Don't Cross the River, Only In Your Heart, Muskrat Love, Tin Man, Lonely People, Sister Golden Hair, Daisy Jane, and Woman Tonight. So just one great song after another. Uh, America was never a band I would go see in concert when I was a kid. You know, but I like those songs. Uh, Horse With No Name was always kind of silly. It only made sense if you smoked a lot of pot. I love Ventura Highway because it just had the feeling, it made you feel like you were moving up the road. It, when you listen to Ventura Highway, you had the, that you were on a highway that was headed slightly upwards and that you were headed towards something. I love that one. Um, Muskrat Love did nothing for me. Um, let's see. Sister Golden Hair is just such a fun tune. But here's what's interesting about this album to me, Okay. Uh, there's the artwork. Here's the artwork on the back. Uh, we can see that. There you go. There you go. I don't know how that's showing up for you guys there. You can see that. So let me tell you what that is. That is, and they got it surrounded by all grass and palm trees, the crossroads of the world. Crossroads of the world, uh, I have a lot of connection with the crossroads of the world. Crossroads of the world was, uh, is considered the first outdoor retail mall in America. It was built in the late 20s, early 30s by the wife of a guy who was known as the Wolf of Spring Street, a gangster who actually ran Los Angeles at the time, who was shot and murdered on that very spot. There was no crossroads in the world. His much younger wife then built the crossroads of the world to try to obscure the memory of him being shot in something special. It's a cool place because it is like a little mall, and each little section is designed uh, with a different country's design. Uh, later on, later on in the, uh, uh, seven, uh, Alfred Hitchcock had an office at the crossroads of the world. Later on in the seventies, uh, uh, Stephen, um, later on, Stephen Stills, built, uh, Graham Nash built a recording studio there. Warren Zevon had an office there. Linda Ronstadt had an office there. All these people had an office there. When I first hit LA in the seventies, uh, I auditioned for an improv troupe there. Later on in the eighties, I did a play. They had ripped out one of the little office spaces and turned it into a tiny theater I did a play there, and recently, two years ago, I shot a documentary on legendary stand-up comics, which the um, investors now have a hold of, and I haven't heard from them since. They got all the raw footage. So I have a lot of connection with the crossroads of the world. So I didn't when this album came out. I was just a kid in Missouri, and I have more, but I don't want to go that deep into it today on the show, all kinds of stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, Arthur Belkind says, Shape of Things to Come is Strange were their best singles. For Aorta, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Um, here's the interesting thing beyond, besides the great music that America put out, 
a lot of which still gets played on the radio. It's not like it's, wow, I haven't heard that in years. Um, the interesting thing is who drew the artwork. The interesting thing is not my connection to Crossroads of the World, which we see on the back here. All right. It's who drew the artwork. This artwork was done by a young man who wanted to be an actor, a performer, okay, uh, and was a funny, funny guy who looked like an old man and it looked like an, a, a, a serious grown-up even when he was young. Okay, and finally found his niche named Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, who found incredible fame, incredible fame uh, on uh, uh, Saturday Night Live, did the artwork. That's how he made his way in the world as he was out auditioning for um, uh, uh, parts in TV shows and movies, finally landed Saturday Night Live, and then uh, landing the uh, untimely and weird, sad demise of he had married, um, he'd married a, a woman who uh, would nor not normally give a guy like him a second look if he'd just been a regular guy, or even if he'd been like a, a, a successful mid-level real estate executive. Um, a, uh, and the woman had a cocaine problem, and uh, uh, he lived in the valley, in the San Fernando Valley, and uh, she shot him. And it was a, a sad, sad demise for a very, very funny and talented man. But we don't, what we want to remember is all the incredibly funny things that he did on Saturday Night Live, and that he was multi-talented, and that we can still witness that talent by, um, uh, listen, we can still be connected to that talent by listening to America's Greatest Hits, and by watching... Uh, YouTube clips of him on Saturday Night Live. Let's see. Um, Frederick Scott says, Horse with no name has a wonderful cover by Michelle Branch. You should check it out if you've never heard it. I will, Fred. I will. Okay. So, I recommended Aorta. Totally obscure. Please check them out. And, of course, that we re-establish our connection to the band America. And remember that, that Phil Hartman, who made all of us laugh so hard for so long, also had a connection with them, too. Uh, we also know that uh, I've been in the newspaper many times in Phoenix. Most of the time I haven't liked what they said, but so be it. We also know that uh, this Thursday we still got a beginning stand-up comedy workshop going. And you can join. Just go to ComedySchools.com. We also know that Sunday night we have Tony Vizic present Sunday Night's Funnier with this week's headliner Paul Green. Once again, tickets available at ComedySchools.com. Or if you're listening on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, it's all available there too. All right. And I'm always available to you every day at 2 p.m. I'm so glad that you guys joined in. I'm so glad you're all here. I look forward to talking to all of you again tomorrow. All right. Let's have a great day. Let's be a positive plus. Let's be a positive plus. All right. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, YouTubers. <laughs>